Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the A Few of My Favorite Things podcast. This is actually the final episode of the season. I'm glad that you joined us and listened to every single episode. If you haven't, please listen to the previous five. They are all amazing. Now for today... I have a guest on the show who has been a very avid listener of the podcast. He's also a very good friend of mine. His name's Damarian Williams. We actually met through a mutual friend who was actually his cousin, and we've all kind of gotten close in the last few years, but ultimately he's really enjoyed the podcast. And when he was talking to me, just giving me some critical feedback and just some ideas for upcoming episodes, something he suggested was just things as it relates to apparel, particularly shoes. And I thought to myself, you know what? That sounds like a great idea. And, you know, I just started to plot at the logistics of and I realized this would be a great season finale for the podcast. And as a result, he's on our podcast today. So thank you so much, Damarian, for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing very good. It's good to, good to be here. Really good. Hey, that's great to hear, and I'm glad to have you. So, I guess just going right into this topic, what interests you the most, say, in particular about shoes? What really interests me about shoes is, it's really how it's made and the colorway. See, for me, when I go to the mall or look online to get shoes, I mostly find, like, the specific colorway. And when I'm looking, I just find a colorway that's really, like, either colorful or something that I know that's going to really pop. Okay, so just based off of that, would you say you're specific to any certain brand? Do you like Jordans? Do you like Adidas? Or you just go all over? Sometimes I go all over, but I got to say it's mainly either Jordan or Nike. I like Reeboks too, but yeah, you could basically say just Nike and Jordan. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So I know you mentioned Jordan. Of course, that's the OG sneakerhead's shoe. Would you say you're a just a traditional Jordan 1 fan? Do you like another one of the Jordans or you just like all of them? What would you say? I basically like all of them, but my my favorite pair is the Retro 5. I like I love the Retro 5. Fives have definitely been a good pair. And, you know, uh, there's definitely been a lot of collapse with the 5 and things of that nature over the years, as well as with a lot of the other Jordan shoes. So five's a solid choice for me. I would say that the 1s, the threes, the fours, the elevens, the twelves, those are probably my favorite Jordan sneakers. Um, it's kind of an interesting story for me. I had a pair of Jordan ones for a very brief amount of time. I got it off of StockX, paid like 199 bucks for it. I was thinking to myself, you know what? It just didn't come together the way I thought it was. It was a pair of Jordan ones, Blue Lagoons, like the Gatorade series, and it was just like it feels like it's a little rough around the edges. So I just ended up reselling the shoes, and you know what? I lost some money off of it. It went from like 199 to 175 so you know it lost some money but you know it's kind of just to be expected and then i just turned around and bought a pair of air max 97s now i'm sure as a sneakerhead yourself you're probably familiar with StockX. have you ever done any shopping on the site i've seen StockX. i've never shopped on StockX, but i've, I've been on the website and i've visited a couple of times and i've just seen you know how the prices are and i <laughs> i immediately left because <laughs> it's very it's way it's way out of my price right hey i have to admit it it really is the big thing they carry is is a lot of just the the really popular shoes, you know, the black cements, you know, they always talk about in the commercials or even mm-hmm. other things that are just really popping now. For instance, like right now they have the PlayStation 5, which is something very hard to find right now. Oh, yeah. It's looking like for me, I'm not going to be able to get that till probably March at this point. But they were selling that on StockX for like $1,000. And that's terrible. 
I mean, it really is terrible, but if you really think about it, too, that's a good price. I mean, especially if you compare it to eBay. But in terms of just shoes, I mean, I completely understand where you're coming from just because a lot of the prices are really just hyped up. And they just use the guise of, oh, it's verified and it's a secure site to basically upcharge you. And something that I've learned from when I sell the shoes is that StockX actually takes a commission because I sold those Jordans back through StockX. I like, like literally looked at him and said, you know what, I'm going to put them right back in this box and send them right back to StockX as soon as I can find a buyer to buy these shoes. It took like a month to find someone who was willing to buy the shoes, which was kind of surprising because I sold it to that guy for like 175 I got like 151 from the shoes. StockX is, it's nice for what it is, but you know, like you said, it is very expensive. That you just mentioned, that is a pretty nice cut, but I've seen shoes go higher than that. And most of them were Jordan, and some of them were Yeezys. And uh, have you seen the um, the Dior retro ones? I have a look at that. What's the price on that? Oh man, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I think they were like eleven hundred, and some some were selling them for like fifteen hundred. They were really really expensive. But that, that's a nice shoe, but it's just <laughs> it's really expensive. I didn't see those on uh, StockX stuff. I just seen them. On a website. Yeah, it's very true. You know, uh, another shoe that kind of goes for that price range as well as are really the Yeezys. Like, you know, Turtle Doves, Triple White. Not like Red October Yeezys, but, you know, the the more recent ones. Yeah. You know, uh, the Yeezy Boost. I tried getting a pair one time, man. I just didn't have any look. They sell out so quick. I think, to me, they have them in, well, the stores, they maybe have, like, selected shoe size. Because they have my size, but I think they ended up having, like, one or two or three pair out of each size. Yeah. And I just didn't get any look. That's another thing, especially with the race to shoes. It's not just a StockX thing. And just for some reference to people who are at home and don't know as much about shoes, with sizes, the prices can like vary by hundreds, sometimes even thousands of dollars. Because if it's a certain size that's really popular or hard to get, it can really vary the price. So if you don't, if it doesn't have the size, either you have to just wait and just go on the resale market or just go a size up if you're fine with that. Oh, yes. You're right about that. That pop shoe every year, especially around Christmas. This is always hard to get. Yeah. And speaking of popular shoes, would you say, is there a particular shoe that you've just always liked, but you know, it's like way out of your price range or is there anything that just comes to mind in that regard? Yes. <laughs> the Legend Blue 11s. Hmm. I've always wanted this shoe. I got a story to tell. Go ahead. It was a few days before they came out and I was just looking at the app. I'm not looking at the app. I was looking at the shoes on the app. I um, went on every store. I went on, I mean, I called every store. I called Finish Line, Foot Locker, Champs, every, every shoe store you can name, Hibby Sport. And I was just calling to see who were doing tickets. And I think all of them were doing raffle. And I know City Girl was doing first come, first serve. And I was just thinking, I gotta have this shoe. And then the hype about it, it was, cause you know, it's all white, the every blue sole. It was just a pretty good looking shoe. So the day came up, I think it was December 11th. I got up at five. I don't know. I was up at like three in the morning. Couldn't sleep. Just thinking. I got to get this shoe. Went to the mall and there was a line wrapped around and everybody was just waiting to get them. And by the time, I think by the time the, I don't know, the 23rd person went in, the guy came out, the guy came out of the store and said they were sold out. So I went down the finish line. They had one, they think, I think they had a size 14 left. And I think somebody had just got that one. So at the end of the day, I just, I went home and I cried. 
Well, I didn't cry literally, but I was just devastated. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand that. And, you know, this is just also really frustrating as well. To get the best price on it, it's just you have to go buy it at retail because, you know, they only make a certain amount. And then the resale market is just, you know, notorious for spiking the prices on everything. So for that, you in particular, if you miss it at the $200 MSRP, I mean, you're pretty much out of luck. No one's going to sell it for $200 anywhere else. Oh, yes. Because nobody's selling it for $200 anymore. They're going to up the price to like double and triple the price. Recently, I was just looking at it on Kicks on Fire, and they were like selling for like $570. And, you know, for shoes, especially that popular, that's just a decent markup. Oh, yes. Virgil Abloh's off-white stuff, like, this was, like, really indicative of all the off-white shoes. I mean, the Converse's, like, they were initially retailing, I think, for, like, around 160 bucks, and now you'd be lucky to find a pair for under $1,000, so. No, yes, I've seen, you know, I've seen a couple of off-white shoes, and they're, they're really pretty nice. The retro ones, the, they, they, yeah, they were, like, they were blue and white, and they had the orange, the orange tag on them. I really like those. Pre-pandemic, I remember probably a little over a year ago at this point, but I remember going to that skating rink and there was this guy, um, he wasn't skating obviously in these especially, but he was like wearing these pair of off-white ones, you know, he had like the uh, certified StockX tag still on the shoe because he didn't remove that, he wanted to like show that off. I've seen a couple people wear the tent, you know, the red and white ones. Yeah. Those are even more expensive than the ones because you'd be lucky to find that for like under five grand. <laughs> <laughs> if you go on eBay, you'll see some for like 50000 which is outrageous i really cannot agree more and you know i guess with shoes especially that's something i've noticed i have to admit my shoe collection is fairly limited obviously after i got rid of those jordan ones i got a pair of uh, air max 97s the reflect silver ones off of hibbit sports but you know i have stuff like for williams tennis hu shoes i got a couple pair of those my collection is pretty limited but you know it's like one of those things that you want these shoes so much but it's just like yes. all of them are out of your price range of what you you can realistically afford it's just like 200 bucks well that's internet and my electric bill this month you know yeah <laughs> yeah it's just uh, it's just one of those things it's like you know what maybe one of these days maybe i'll ask it for christmas i don't know last pair of shoes my bob wore reeboks and it was a specific name for them but they were reeboks they were like this uh walking shoe you know like your exercise type shoe right and they were pretty nice I really didn't gain an interest in Reeboks until like when I turned 17 and 18. I had three pair, just three pair of Reeboks in the closet. I kind of like basically every shoe. I'm into Jordan and Nike, but I like Adidas, Pumas. We'll be right back. I hope you have enjoyed this show thus far. In the bio, you will notice that I have posted three links. One is a link to my local guide profile. I am a freelance reviewer for Google. I have done reviews on sporting venues, restaurants, theme parks, airports, and more across several states. The second link is to a blog I have started this year. I have three new posts planned for December. The blog is entitled Going Places, Eating Things, and it is something I definitely look forward to developing more, just like my local guide profile. Be sure to subscribe to email notifications on the blog's website to know when I make my latest post. The third link is a way to contact me. But before you do that, finish listening to the show. Lastly, I need to make a quick correction. I mispronounced the name of a pair of shoes earlier. They are the Adidas and Pharrell Williams Tennis Hues, or Hue. Not the H-U's, or H-U. I'm not a sneakerhead, in case you haven't noticed. I just know enough information to get me in trouble. Back to the show.
a big element of just wearing shoes is just being able to show them off. That was a big part for me, especially earlier this year. But then the pandemic happened and yeah, things yeah. got into focus for me. Like stuff was like, you know what? Maybe these shoes just aren't as important anymore. And it's just like, for me, it was just like, well, can't wear them out anymore. So when you were just kind of grappling with, you know, the, the shutdowns and things of that nature, what was it like not being able to wear those shoes out anymore? You know, it was so weird for me because like the days that I did go out, I didn't know. <laughs> I just, I didn't know what to wear. I said, you know what, should I just keep my slides on and just go up? Cause I've been wearing this, I've been wearing my slides for, I don't know how many months since the pandemic. And then when I did decide to finally, you know, put some clothes on and go out, I didn't, I didn't even go in my closet. I just kept my slides on. <laughs> so it was a pretty weird feeling. It was, it was really weird. A big element of just wearing them and just having them is, you know, you get to look good and you get to show off to the world your sense of style. Also, you got the pair of really nice shoes that everyone wants. And then when the pandemic happened, it's just like the sense of why you were invested in this to begin with, at least for me anyway. It just it completely goes out the window. Now you're just at a crisis where it's just you put so much stock in just investing your time to looking at these shoes and looking on StockX for shoes you know you'll never be able to buy at least not now ever (laughs) and it's just like as soon as that happened and you're stuck in your house and you're not going anywhere you're not on campus anymore it's just like what do I do now and for me that's something that basically zapped this interest from me just like for the next several months and I still looked at complex from time to time just to see who was on there but at the end of the day you know what no one really cares well some people do but what's most important aside from just Wearing the thing that's most popular is just wearing the thing that you personally like. It doesn't necessarily have to be popular. It can just look good. It can be functional. And what did you say you learned from this pandemic slash weird experience this year? What I learned from this pandemic was that you have to be really humble. You really have to be humble with what's going on. You have to, you got to have a sense of realization of what's going on. You have to be true to yourself. Others aren't true to themselves. You have to be true to yourself too. What I could say this pandemic really taught me is that Cause it was a, it was really a lot that this pandemic taught me. It taught me how to budget, save money, be grateful for what I have, love family, love what's around me. And I guess, um, yeah. I guess I, I guess I kind of figured myself out during this pandemic because before, I guess I just came to a realization that, you know, we took a lot of things for granted. Going to the movies. Going to the mall. Yeah, going to the mall. You know, going grocery shopping and all that other stuff. And I just came to a realization, you know, like, what if we be like this forever? Well, not forever, but. You know, this is the new norm. We just got to get used to it. We use FaceTime and stuff and, you know, Zoom. And, you know, I guess we kind of took that kind of for granted. Like, you kind of get what I'm saying, Garrett? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I know what you mean. We're not really take it for granted, but that's what we use more often now. And that's the, that's just got to be the way we have to see each other. And, you know, we can still go places. You know, we can still see our friends and family. Like, a few distances apart so we won't spread the virus. But overall, this pandemic, it taught me a lot. We're talking about how to be a little bit more humble with things and be a little more fragile when it comes to the health and stuff like that. It was more than just realizing, okay, maybe these aren't the most important things in life, but also it branched into other things like you're indicating, just realizing what's most important, like family, friends, things of that nature, as well as just making sure that you're just not taking things for granted either, because ultimately, this was definitely a humbling year. Yes, it was. 
when the pandemic started, we were still in our freshman year of college. And, you know, I was thinking to myself when I was still at Samford, there is absolutely no way in the world that I'm going to be transferring to any other schools. I'm going to stay on my path of graduating somewhat early, starting law school, my quote unquote senior year, because I had a fast track program and like everything's going to be perfect. And this is how it's going to work out. It got completely uprooted. Things just don't happen the way you think they will. Stuff can just completely fall apart. Because this year, well, last year I was still on campus in, but I was doing my schedule for the fall back in early spring. I was planning on staying on campus. And then I had to commute this year. So we all had to go through like a change, and, you know, getting on Zoom for classes and stuff. And I know this was my first time commuting. It went well. It went to, it was, it was very successful. I only traveled two days out of the week to go to campus. And we had a system. It was the gold, it was the gold weekend, maroon week. And gold week was, Monday and Wednesday, face-to-face, and yeah, Maroon Week was Tuesday and Thursday, face-to-face, and the rest of the days were virtual. So I have to say it was good, and it was a pretty nice change. I don't know if you know this, I actually share an apartment with my brother in Hattiesburg. We're both now at USM, and he's going into his first year of grad school, and for me... The rest of my undergrad here at USM, there really wasn't a lot of in-person classes at all. Like, only had one class that kind of just met up. Everything else was really virtual. But, like, for me, this was kind of different because, especially going into my sophomore year, I expected, you know, I'd still be doing stuff with meal plans. And it turns out, for me, I ended up doing, you know, just making meals every day and things of that nature. And my brother and I just kind of took turns. It's been interesting. I think it's gone well overall. You have an appreciation for the people in your life who definitely made meals for you your entire life, my mother, but you realize how much work that entails and how much time that actually takes. And even though it definitely is frustrating at times, you also just gain an appreciation just for what really goes into getting a wholesome meal and what really goes into living with someone. So... Yeah, it's been interesting for me as well. Yes, I remember that. I remember you talking about that in the other, the other episode. You mentioned how you went from, you know, staying with your brother when you was younger to now you're living together. I thought that was pretty awesome. I would say it wasn't under circumstances that I envisioned, but at the same time, that's definitely not a negative thing. I've definitely enjoyed it. Some days it's going to be kind of frustrating, but most of the time it's pretty good. We get along pretty well. The grocery shopping bill, you know, that's still way too expensive. We're working on that. But we have the same general interests as it comes to food, as it comes to, you know, just life in general, like where we want to go. We're back home now just for Christmas break. But just being in an apartment with them, that's been really good. So have no complaints there. I'm glad it worked out for the both of you. Well, thank you. Like you said before, you know, everything won't go is, you know, how you plan out. There might be a few bumps in the roads, but sometimes you just have to deal with it. You know, look at the positives to it instead of just worrying about, you know, the negatives. That is very true. Like you've indicated earlier in the show, there's a lot of things you have to be thankful for and things of that nature. I feel like I've definitely understood that more so this year than really any other year. I haven't been alive too long, but I think this year has definitely probably been the most impactful on just my well-being overall. So, know what you mean. Oh, yes. Even though it has been a lot of disadvantages with this pandemic, it's a lot of advantages, you know, throughout the year. Yeah, that's true. Something that I also attribute to an advantage is, for me, it's been a time that I've just also investing more in myself as well. Obviously, with being in a virtual setting, I've tried reaching out to people as it relates to campus. Though that's had its difficulties, especially if you're not really connected with anyone in particular. So definitely reading a lot more than I did this time, my freshman year. I actually just finished reading the Harry Potter series for the first time. Started that back in late June of this year, and I just finished really last week. And just for a point of reference, this episode is being recorded December 6th. But 
it's been a time where you realize that even though we're in a period of isolation, even though we're in a period of just something different and something we're not accustomed to, a period of just stagnation at times, there's always something you can do to develop yourself in the interim before you go back right into the seam of how things were a semblance of that. Because I hope and pray that by this time next year that we're in a different position that we are in now. I do too. In the interim, just doing something that I know I wouldn't be able to do later. Yeah, I think everybody's doing things that they've never done before. I see now that when I go to the store, when we're Christmas shopping, there was a lot of things that are just... that. Just about everything was gone. Right. Everybody's decorating and doing things that they've never done before. That's not surprising, I guess. Also, just because we're all hunkering down as well. Hanging up the extra lights or the extra ornaments on the Christmas tree, that can just be something to help just go along with this time. Yeah, I believe everybody's doing something. Just take their minds off of it and, you know, just to do things that'll make them happy, which is a really good thing. That really does make sense. And I think at this season, that's very appropriate. Also, as it relates to Christmas, is there anything you're interested in getting? A pair of shoes or anything of that nature? To be honest with you, Garrett, the only really gift I want is to see 2021. I really don't have anything that I want to get this year as far as materialistic things because I was just really happy to make it this far and, you know, being safe and being cautious. I'm just really happy to get through the rest of this year. I really didn't have anything specific. You know what? That's beautiful. Just knowing about the person that I know you to be, that response was just not surprising at all. And I think it just emanates your character. So that's really beautiful and just a great culmination of what we've been talking about as well. Despite all that's happened this year, I think ultimately just beyond the realm of the topic that we went in today, which we didn't really go into very long. Yeah, I realized it. I think that's just really a great message for everyone to hear at home. Thank you. I, I hope whoever's at home listening just, you know, come to a realization and, you know, just be really grateful for what they have right in front of them instead of what's already out there. Yeah, that really is a great message. And hey, this is the exact reason why I had you be my season finale. This very thing right here. Thank you. That's that's a blessing. That's a big blessing. Well, thank you, Damari. And it's really been a blessing to know you as well. It was kind of an interesting circumstance that we met, but I have to admit, it really has been a joy to know you. And I'm grateful to call you my friend. I'm grateful to call you my friend, too. We'll be right back. Is there anything you are grateful for in this season or want the most for Christmas? And hey, it's okay if your answer is related to shoes. If that or anything else comes to mind, please be sure to leave a comment or message me about it. To reach out to me directly, click the third link in my bio. Let's go back to the show. As we close out, is there anything else that you would like to talk about or highlight or mention? It doesn't have to be related to anything we've talked about, though. It also can be. Yes, I do. Uh, you know, since the pandemic's been out, you know, movie theaters been shut down. All the moves have been gone on demand. But everything's been moved to Disney Plus, Netflix, and Hulu mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm a really big movie here, and I love going to the movies. I love to see a good movie every now and then. So what I've done over the pandemic to really entertain myself and just get that movie theater experience, I hooked my projector up in my room. Okay. My I took all the stuff off the walls. I didn't hang up um, a white screen up. I just didn't really have the time to do this. So I hooked my projector up, got my uncle's speaker. He has a JBL speaker. That's a, that's a really good speaker, by the way, if you want just that good surround sound feeling. You also make good headphones. Yeah, they do as well. I hooked it up to my fire stick and I plugged it up into my projector. It felt just like Malcolm Graham. You're all over again. <laughs> yeah, did you have any popcorn to go with it? I was just too excited. I didn't even get any popcorn. <laughs> 
just feel good, you know, just to find something to substitute not going to the movies. You're watching anything in particular, any reruns or just new movies, something in between? Basically stuff in between. But I watched a few new shows and I watched a few movies. I watched this movie on Netflix, All the Bright Places, and I watched this show on Netflix called Hollywood. I've been watching a few movies here and I watched this movie last night with my little cousin. It was so nice. Well, her birthday was December 1st, but they celebrated it yesterday. We watched the SpongeBob, the Sponge on the Run, <laughs> the new movie. Yeah. And I did that really for her. I know how much she loved it. And it was kind of for me, too, because I love SpongeBob, too. And it, it was really entertaining. I know that the latest one has gotten some popularity, but, you know, we got to stick with the the original one, the one that came out probably like 20 years ago at this point. Oh, yes. The only reason I said that because, you know, there's a lot of things that you could do to substitute what you don't do normally. You know, you just find something new and just add something to it because you'll pretty much get the same result, just a different turnaround. I already have a fire stick. I don't know if you've ever to Wish.com, but they definitely sell a lot of projectors. So who knows? Maybe we could put up a projector and just start watching movies as well. That sounds like a great idea, especially since the nature of just going back to the movies is just so foreign at this time. So, you know, that's a great solution. Yeah, and whoever's at home listening right now, they'll probably do the same thing. You know, they might just go out and you know, have family moving. Like, you know, since Christmas break and nobody's really doing anything, they might just go out and do that. I have to admit, my brother, Bryant, was home was like, you know, the movie theater. Not literally, but he always enjoyed going to the movie theater. That was kind of a tradition of ours. It's especially hit him hard because there's been some movies this year that are going to be really good, especially from a cinematic experience within theaters like Tenet, which got released a few months back. But I'm going to mention that to him, and that could be a pretty cool idea to implement. You got something going on there. I've seen Tenet. I actually seen that in the movie theater. Yeah. And you know what's weird about it? No one was there. That's, that's exactly what it was. It was just me and my girlfriend. We were just the only two in there. Just us two. And it was a really good movie experience. I like it. I think Christopher Nolan did a really good job with that movie. Yeah. I actually had a teacher. I'm still in contact with him, even though I've been out of high school for almost two years at this point. He actually saw Tenet as well, and he was saying that he was literally the only person in the theater. So that's where that guest came from. So wow. I had an educated guest going into that. It felt good. Then again, it was weird. It was just like, wow, nobody's really in here. Yeah, because usually when no one else is in the movie theater, that either means the movie is bad or B, the movie's been out for so long, everyone has already seen it or it's just a terrible time of the day. That's usually what that means. Yeah. But, you know, pandemic makes exceptions to well-established rules. That's right. That's very true. I really didn't expect it. It was kind of a big shocker. I was assuming some people would just be homesick slash theater sick, but people didn't go to the theaters. And as we've seen, I guess if there's no one else in the room, you really don't have too much to worry about, right? <laughs> you don't have to worry about anybody talking loud or coughing or sneezing or just yelling out or anything. Yeah, it was a big event to that. This has been another great conversation, and I know you're also on break, so I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today, and thank you so much to Marion for just coming on the show. It really means a lot. Thank you for having me on the show. It's a big blessing. You've also been a blessing of a friend as well, so I just want to thank you for that. Thank you, Garrett. It was always a blessing meeting you. Wow. Again, thanks to Marion Williams for talking with me today. Special thanks to Diamond Style for the music as always. And thank you for listening to the season finale of this podcast. Be sure to like, comment, and share it. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes, please listen to the other episodes. Season 2 of this podcast is coming, y'all, but not this year. Expect the first episode of Season 2 in early March. It's been a great first season, but golly, it's been a long year. 
I am glad that the 2020 fall semester is over, but even outside of the realm of academia, I think it's safe to say that it has been a very long year for everybody. With that in mind, I want to thank you, yes you, for listening to the podcast this season. As I can imagine, you have many obligations to attend to, and you could have done so many other things with your time. But thanks for tuning in anyway. To all of my guests who came on the show this year, thank you so much for doing the same and so much more. There weren't any bad conversations, and yes, you all sounded great. There's no reason to fret about it. Y'all were great guests, I promise you, and I genuinely mean that. For the time being, I'm going to relax some before my accelerated class starts in January, and of course, work on other content. Blog posts and reviews don't write themselves. Despite what is going on in the world right now, I hope each and every one of you have a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year. Stay safe, and of course, stay prosperous.